to One Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. And for more information, please visit us on the web at onechurch.net. Well, good morning, One Church family. Happy Sunday to you all, wherever you're at. Maybe you're gathered in your house church today. Maybe you're watching this later, wherever you're at. We are so glad that you are with us today. And today is a special day because today is Mother's Day. And so I want to say a happy Mother's Day to all of the women. Uh, We are so grateful for you. Uh, All of us are grateful. As men, we are so grateful uh, for you. And we want to honor uh, all of the women today. We want to honor you on this Mother's Day. And we want to honor the role of mothering today. Uh, You know, in our world today, there's a lot of honor given to a lot of positions. Uh, there's, there's honor given to the career, and of course, that's a good thing. Uh, there's honor given to maybe political office, and that can be a good thing, or honor given to you know, some other aspect of success and accomplishment, and that is a good thing. But ultimately, there is no greater role or position than the role of mothering. As one famous poem says, the hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world. Or simply put, mothers change the world. And so we want to honor the uh, women and we want to honor that mothering heart today. And and not just for those that have uh, children naturally, but ultimately every woman carries the capacity for mothering because mothering is a part of the nature of God. The Bible says this, that in the beginning, God made male and female. He created them in his image. He created them. And so the difference or the distinctive between a man and a woman uh, is both equal, but uniquely reflecting the nature of God. And then the Bible goes on to say that God blessed them and said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. In other words, uh, have children, be fathers, be mothers. And that is true, of course, physically in all of the, um, you know, technological advancement that the world has made. Uh, It still needs a mama and a daddy to to produce a baby. Uh, But it is also true spiritually that every single one of us is called to impart life. And there is no greater honor. There is no greater position than the position of a mother and the role of mothering, again, not just in the natural, but spiritually. And so I want to talk to you today about the power of mothering, the power of mothering. And I want to look at 2 Timothy, just a few verses, 2 Timothy. This is a simple message out of 2 Timothy chapter three, uh, chapter 1, verses 3 to 5. And Paul says this to his son in the faith, Timothy. He says, I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience as my forefathers did without ceasing. I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears that I may be filled with joy. Listen to this. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt in your grandmother Lois, and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded, is in you also. Paul is commending Timothy, this young pastor, a man of faith, a leader in the church. He's commending him, 
and he's commending him for his faith, but he's not just commending him. He's saying, I know where you got that faith from. Timothy, you got it from your mom. And it came from her mom before her. And here we are thousands of years later reading out of this passage of scripture out of an affirmation and instruction to a young leader, but ultimately it was a a faith that came from his mother. It was his mother and his grandmother that imparted that faith to him. And I believe that there is no greater position, there's no greater power than the position of mothering and the role of mothers. And in our world today, I believe we need every woman to value and to recognize the importance of mothering. And I'm so grateful for the wonderful women that we have in our church that honor and dignify the value of mothering. Again, naturally mothering, but also spiritually mothering. It's the greatest thing that any of us could ever do is to impart life into another person. And so I want to give you just a few things out of this passage today that I would say is the making of a mother. If we as men want to recognize the power of fathering and women want to recognize the power of mothering to impact and influence and change the world, there's a few things in this passage I think that we need to recognize that is the making of a mother. The first thing that I believe we have to see is that mothering requires genuine faith. And again, I'm talking about not just natural natural mothering, but spiritual mothering requires genuine faith. Notice what Paul says to Timothy. He says, I I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, that was first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now has been passed on to you. It was the faith that was passed on. And you know, ultimately, God is the giver of life, both naturally and spiritually. But God gives life through people. God's not creating any more people out of dust. He creates uh, people through people. He gives life uh, through people. And I don't know if you have ever wondered, why does God put those passages in the Bible that's just the listing of genealogy? So-and-so begot so-and-so begot so-and-so. And I think part of the reason that God says that is he's wanting us to recognize that only that which has life can give life. And the same is true spiritually, that God gives life, spiritual life, eternal life, through people. That just as uh, life is given naturally through a person. It's from God, but it's through a person. So the same is true spiritually. God gives us eternal life, but he does it through a person. For many of us, that may have been our natural parents, but for some of us, it wasn't our natural parents. They, they, weren't, um, they, they, they didn't carry that faith. Perhaps it was imparted to you through someone in a youth group. Perhaps that faith was imparted to you from uh, a neighbor. Perhaps that faith was imparted to you through a Sunday school teacher or a small group leader or a, a pastor in a church. But every single one of us, the faith we have has been imparted to us from another. And I love that Paul says this, I I recall the genuine faith. Notice he doesn't say, I recall or I remember the perfect faith. He says, I recall the genuine faith. 
And I think that's important for all of us to recognize because oftentimes we feel, you know, I'm not equipped to impart life to another person. But what I, I believe Paul is wanting, to recognize, wanting us to recognize is that you don't have to be perfect to impart life to another. You don't have to be perfect. It's not about great faith. It's about genuine faith. And that is both a challenge and an encouragement. It's a, it's a challenge in that we reproduce who we are. You, you, you pass on what you possess. You know, that is true naturally. The, the genes that I carry, I pass on to the next generation. Uh, and, and so in order to give life, we need to make sure that we are living in faith, that we are people of faith. But it's also an encouragement because you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be genuine. And as you are a genuine follower of Jesus, you will pass that on to another. And Paul said to Timothy, it was genuine faith that was in your grandmother and now in your mother and now has been passed on to you. You know, um, I believe this, that as parents, perhaps naturally raising children or spiritual parents in the church, uh, children recognize something that is inauthentic. They recognize something that is fake. And one of the greatest and most important things that we can have is genuine faith. Uh, that, that we love God genuinely, that we have a hunger for the Word of God genuinely, that our prayers are not just a performance, but it's a genuine prayer. We love God and, and we pass on that genuine faith. And so if you want to be a mother, spiritual mother, you first need to have genuine faith. The second thing I believe that Paul shows us here is that it requires, mothering requires an intentional investment, an intentional investment. Every person that has children naturally recognize that it's a tremendous investment and you are, you are passing on your life to another. I remember as a child asking my parents, mom, dad, uh, where do babies come from? And I remember they sat me down, they set my brother Jordan down and they told us, the, they told us the facts of life. And I remember hearing that and thinking, uh, and in fact, my response to them that they've recounted over the years, my response was, oh no, it's worse than I thought. <laughs> As a kid, I thought that's terrible. That sounds like a horrible thing. Why did God do that? And then the next thing I said to my parents is they told me uh, where babies came from. I said, so you have four kids. That means you've done it like four times. They said, more, you know, give or take. <laughs> and, um, but the, the reality is babies don't just come from nowhere. Babies are born out of a loving relationship. And they are also raised out of a loving relationship where there is an intentional investment. And as parents, we all know that raising children requires an investment. It is uh, you, it, you are imparting life. It, it's a financial investment. It's an investment of time. It's an investment of energy. And, and you are giving into the next generation. And the same is true spiritually, that not only do we invest time into our children 
naturally, we need to invest into our children for an eternal investment, an eternal reward. In fact, the greatest investment that we can make into another person, both natural children, biological children, or spiritually, uh, spiritual children in the church or a house church or a, a little group of disciples, uh, the greatest thing that we can impart into another person is spiritual life, is a spiritual investment. And for those of us who have children naturally, the most important thing that we should invest into our children is a spiritual investment. And, you know, the world that we live in champions all of the things that we need to give to our children. Uh, You know, we need to make sure they've got a healthy diet, and that's true. We need to make sure they've got a good education, that's true. We need to, you know, make sure that they've got cute clothes, and we need to make sure that they you know, have all of the things that the world looks at as important. But I want to tell you, the most important thing is not the natural things. The most important thing is the spiritual thing, the thing that endures forever. And that requires an intentional investment. And Eunice, we know this about uh, about Timothy's mom, that she was intentional in investing her faith into her son. The reason we know that is because they were a part of the church. They were in the community of God. And certainly for Eunice, as a, uh, a, a Jewish woman, a Hebrew woman, she understood what God had commanded Israel regarding the, the intentionality of training and investing into children. In fact, the Bible says this in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6 to 9, These words which I command you shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, when you rise up, when you You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. In other words, God was saying to his people, I I want you to intentionally invest into your children in everyday moments. Every day, when you rise up, when, when you lie down. In other words, in the morning, at night, talk about the things of God. Open up your Bible. When, you, when you're on your way, when you're going to the grocery store, when you're out for a walk, um, talk about the things of God. Invest into your children. We need to teach children uh, all kinds of life skills. And again, both our natural children and spiritual children. We need to teach them how to manage money. We need to teach them uh, you know, career skills. We need to teach them social skills. We need to teach them how to manage life and home and checkbook and all of those things. But we also need to be extra intentional in investing the spiritual realities of life and following God. And so mothering requires genuine faith. Mothering requires an intentional investment. And then the last thing I think we can learn from Eunice is that mothering requires a future focus. Mothering requires a future focus. Mothering requires a future focus because in the moment, mothering can be exhausting. Any of you that have little children know that mothering can be exhausting. I remember as a kid, laying in bed at night and thinking and hearing my mom vacuuming the floors at night. And I I remember, and I'm ashamed of myself now for thinking this, but I remember thinking, come on, mom, I'm trying to sleep. Why are you being so inconsiderate 
And now as a parent, I realize she was vacuuming the floors at night because she had four little boys and after everybody was in bed at 10 or 10.30 at night was the only moment she could clean up the house. She was working from sunrise to sunset. It, it was constant. But there was a future focus. It was exhausting in the moment, but she was doing it with a future focus. She was raising her children with a future focus, investing into them for the future. And Eunice, I'm sure, uh, in the, the moments of mothering Timothy, I'm sure it could be exhausting. In fact, the Bible tells us that Timothy's father was not a Christian, and so Eunice was carrying the primary responsibility for the spiritual growth and development of her son, Timothy, and I'm sure it could have been exhausting, had to be exhausting. I know it was exhausting. But here we are, almost 2,000 years later, and Eunice and Timothy are now both with the Lord, but I can't help but think that now as the book of Timothy, 1st and 2nd Timothy, are studied. I can't help but think that perhaps Eunice is in the halls of heaven. And every time a church opens their Bible to Timothy, every time a believer studies the book of Timothy, I can't help but think that Eunice may be in the halls of heaven going, that's my boy. That's my boy. That little boy that was around my table that I imparted the scriptures, that little boy that I taught to, to pray, that I imparted my faith into him, that little boy that I took along to church and I taught him how to be a part of the, the family of God. Now that little boy has become a model of faith for generations to come, for thousands of years to come. He's become a model of faith. And those seeds of investment now are bearing fruit for generations to come. And I want to say that as an encouragement to every single man and woman and every single mom and dad, that what we are sowing into the next generation has an eternal reward. That's why John says this, I have no greater joy than to see my children walking in truth. I think we could say it this way, that the measure of our success is not in what we build, but in what we birth. The investment of life, again, not just naturally, but spiritually, the, the investment of life into another person is ultimately the greatest influence that we can ever have. Long after the businesses that we build, and there's certainly great value to that. Long after the ministries or the organizations that we can build come and go, the life that we impart into other people continues to bear fruit for generations to come. And so I want to encourage you, every woman, you bear the unique capacity of mothering, to reflect the mothering heart of God. And I want to encourage you that your labor of love is not in vain. You are changing the world through your mothering. So thank you. Thank you, women, those that are laboring naturally to raise children and those that are investing into the spiritual life of the church, perhaps uh, discipling a group in house church, perhaps praying with people. You're changing the world through mothering. And so I want to pray God's blessing over you today. Father, I thank you Lord, for every person listening to this today, and I thank you in particular for the women, 
And God, in a world that, that um, God even increasingly argues about the distinction between men and women, God, thank you, Lord, that, that women carry a unique value. And so, Lord, we want to honor them today. I pray your blessing over every woman today. And God, I pray regardless of what, what sphere of life they're in, God, whether they're in business, whether they uh, have a, a career, whether they are teaching or training or wherever they find themselves, God, uh, or whatever season of life, perhaps uh, they are longing to have natural children or perhaps their children are out of their house. God, I pray that they would recognize again the value of mothering. And Lord, I pray that there would be a great encouragement that would come to their hearts today. We thank you for them. We bless them today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, church, thank you so much. Again, happy Mother's Day, all of the women. We love you so much. We honor you today. We can't wait to be back together next Sunday at the Winter Park Community Center. I'm going to be talking about marking the next generation. So I hope you'll join us. We can't wait to see you then. God bless you.